Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Tom and Kate Untethered with me, Kate Kunzman. And, uh, and, <laughs> and you, me, Tom Kunzman. We're here with episode... Is this six now? Episode... I yep. can never fucking remember. This is episode six. Um, this episode topic was suggested to us by on instagram it's uh at x tracing hearts uh they suggested we discuss any kind of cool tour stories or things like that we were thinking about this and we were like i don't think we we actually don't have that many crazy like memorable twist tour (laughs) toy stories uh (laughs) that was a joke i made earlier yeah we decided that this would be the topic yeah, like, there was only a couple that came to mind, so we figured we'd pick our favorite three. Yeah, I think that's the best way to do it, because there's, there is a lot, but I'd have to really, like, think back. So I'd rather remember the poignant ones that really... Stuck out. Either stuck out and messed with uh, emotions, were extremely humorous and funny. Yeah. Or just purely, like, what the hell are we doing? What yeah. are we doing with life at the moment? Um, but before we even get into it, we just want to say thank you to those of you who have started to donate to the show. Um, we put that up as an option, obviously, because we've seen other podcast shows do the same thing, and we didn't expect anybody to actually yeah. do it. So uh, we take that as you're enjoying what we're doing, which yeah, is thank you. good. So and thank you, do, you. You doing that helps us not have to put ads in the show. Right. Which is exciting as a podcast listener, like... Nobody wants to sit there and hear an ad for even just 30 seconds. So we pride ourselves on not having to do that yet. Yeah. So thank you. For future reference, if we do ever end up taking on those sorts of things, um, we've discussed that. It would always be stuff that... We believe in and we like. Yeah. We care about. So stuff that we actually believe in and find worth using your time and our time. So thank you for listening. Thank you for donating. And to at X Tracing Hearts on Instagram. Thank you for the suggestion. I think um, the first one I want you to tell is, yeah. <laughs> so Tom was on tour, this was before we were in 18th and 18th Addison, and Addison yeah. together, so we were touring separately, and you were gone, and... This was a tour too, by the way, this yeah. was when you had that surgery that we discussed in one of the earlier, yeah. earlier episodes, I mean, this is only the sixth episode, but like, probably, possibly the first episode, mm-hmm. where you were laid up for a year... Yeah. With your leg. Yeah, so I was, like, so just was on even... my phone. I was <laughs> bored. I was drugged up. I was, like, everything <laughs> under the sun. So why don't you tell that story and the paranoia that you put me through? Yeah, so we... This band I was in, we went out on this tour, and we borrowed a van from some friends of ours. The van had bullhorns on the front, which was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I almost spit on my drink. So that was fun. Um, but anyway, I mean, it worked really well for my friend's band at the time, apparently. So we were like, oh, it worked well for us. But, you know, this was our first, I think, legitimate tour. It was a tour package. And, you know, we were just really green, but really excited. We were just trying to keep it cool and professional. And before we even got to the first show, um, this is how green we were. It was from New Jersey. The first show was in South Carolina. You and I have done that yeah. countless times. Just right. gone to South Carolina play one or two shows and come home like yes, it's not that difficult. overnight like in a night yeah, yeah we took a week to get there we drove for like a few oh hours God. and there was so it was That's awful funny. we were just so like we were just trying to figure it out i guess just dumb kids but so anyway 
three fucking tires popped before we even got to the first show. So we were like, well, this is good. And the van started leaking. It was in the shop. And we were calling our label at the time like, we're probably going to need a new van. This we're going to die. This probably isn't going to work for, I think, with the tour was four weeks. I oh, my God. Remember. It was the first show that this, this happened? This was before the first show. Oh, my God. So that's just yet. that's how we were traveling, <laughs> just to give you guys some context. And this happened countless times we changed every tire on the van in the first week of the tour and it was breaking down left and right and overheating so anyway we get to uh we get to this show after missing another one because of a broken down (laughs) van (laughs) we get to a show where somewhere in kentucky wish i could remember the city somewhere in kentucky but we had to drive up up and then down into the bottom of a mountain so we were basically it was like a volcano like we were playing in just a, a giant bowl and we were we ended up playing last because we got there late and <laughs> you were like that everyone band hated us. we were that band yeah just like it's like a local band on yeah. tour like you should have just stayed home like why aren't you there for your load in time <laughs> yeah we we're like oh, we thought we were gonna catch on yeah. fire <laughs> so it was understandable i guess but anyway, it was actually a pretty fun show. It was in a post office. We played in a... Yeah, it was weird. Really? Yeah, it was very weird. But anyway, we left the show. Could be like free stamps instead of paying you guys? That? That would have been kind of cool. That would have been funny. <laughs> I don't think we, they even paid us. I think we got like $50. So we got in the van to leave. And um, we were all terrified knowing that we were going to have to go back up and then down this mountain again as our brakes were grinding throughout the whole trip. So we were just like, kind of just anticipating dying, I think, at that point. And we're like, well, at least we're going to die on the road. But he was like, really a texter, like, yeah, we would text throughout the week, like, not in an annoying way. Like, I would check in, he'd get right back to me, and, you know, I'd know he's driving or he's on tour. And it was just like a, a, a good communication for being on tour. And then, one day, it just stopped. <laughs> for like a few hours. <laughs> yeah, but it felt like an so eternity. we were going up a mountain... And I get a text from the singer of the band that was headlining the tour. And he says, hey, man, be careful going up this mountain. Uh, Visibility is like 3%, which for anyone who doesn't know what that means, I didn't know what it meant when Mm -hmm. I got that text. I had no idea. What it meant was that there it was so high up in elevation and the fog was so thick. You couldn't see. Like I couldn't see my hand in front of my face. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really dark. So our headlights, you could only see like immediately where the headlights were. Everything mm-hmm. else was mist. So you could only see you the road to, you as you got like there. Five miles an hour. Like uh, in our case, less. And we at could, that like, point, you're going on, up. How with a trailer, <laughs> yeah. a trailer full of gear. Our drummer brought a case he did not need. Okay. It was just it was absolute bullshit. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, to especially too like just not getting paid anything at all. It was you probably a used nightmare. all your gas getting up the one part of the mountain. <laughs> It was bad. Yeah. And so we get all the way up to the top of the mountain. And I didn't mind it at first. I was like, this is going up was fine. And I was like, wow, this is beautiful. We even got out of the van and um, took like kind of tried to look over the side of it. But what the people in the mountain do is they put these red lights on above their front doors so that drivers in the town who are coming home or whatever can see where they're going because there's no lights on this thing. So their houses guide you to the bottom of the mountain. It's literally yeah. a row of a red light. It's like the Grinch. So it straight up looked like hell. It was just red oh fog God. coming up. And I was like, well, this is fitting. If I'm going to go, it's probably, this is pretty cool. But it, it was terrifying. And we were standing up there and I was like, okay, let's just get out of here. Let's not prolong this. 
So I'm driving, and before we get down, I didn't think you were going to get my text, which you didn't, actually. You didn't get my text until, like, way later because um, there was no service up there, so my text actually didn't send. But if there was but, a few hours, though, that I wasn't getting texts, I think, because I hadn't heard from you. Yeah, so I was, like, I was, like, texting you, and then when I couldn't get in touch with you, I texted, like... Uh, that was you, another time, actually, that you're oh, thinking really? of. There was what another was crazier event. Like that was the same stuff. tour, but it was another crazy oh. event. But this uh, this was like the one I remember. I don't remember what led to that. That one, I was literally just sleeping. But anyway, going down the mountain, the brakes were grinding, and I started getting really freaked out. And yes, I, I did send you a text to let you know that I was like, I'm going down this crazy mountain. Our brakes are grinding. I don't know how this I'm is like, going to oh, go. great. Thanks. And it wasn't. I'm not very dramatic with that kind of stuff, so... It was serious. Like, I was just, I was really thinking that was it. Yeah. And I was like, if we go anywhere, the trailer, we're at the mercy of the trailer right. at all times. And I stopped using a trailer after that. But as we were going down this thing, um, it, long story short, we get to the end of the mountain finally. I think it took us three and a half hours, maybe four hours. Gosh, and because of how slow we had to go. And we were yeah. just grinding down it and just praying, please don't snap, please don't snap. <clears throat> and we get down to the bottom and, um, we somehow made it. We got to a gas station. We filled up. This thing had two gas tanks, so we filled up both because we're not going through that again. <laughs> and then, yeah, we learned after that. So we survived, clearly. I'm here. And then we found this plaza that was surrounded by food. And we were like, great. I'm going to love whatever I eat in the morning. I'm just happy to be alive. So we slept in this parking lot. And when we woke up the next morning to drive the van over to, I think there was like this, this little diner, like a breakfast place. We're all talking about what we're going to get. And just as we started driving, it was just a stop sign we had to stop at very slowly. And I, my bass player was driving at that point. He puts on the brakes and they go immediately popped. Snapped. They dropped out and everything. We were like, oh thank God. God it yeah, happened here. I was just going to say, like, if you're going to be like having that happen to you, thank God it's yeah. at a stop sign and not on that mountain. Yeah. So that worked out for the that best. That worked out for the best. I had never Can't been be mad at that so situation. happy. Yeah, I, had no, I was, it was a crazy situation. Because all I did know is in the back of my mind, I was like, if I'm going to go on tour, I would want it to be a much bigger tour than this. Because <laughs> this is nothing exciting that to talk so about. bizarre. I would have been yeah. so scared. It was really scary. And I, I actually did come to a realization. I was like, this might be the end. Did that like make you want to like make sure that any other time you went on tour, you had like a good van? <laughs> Um, like, did you make that a point next I time you bought went, a van? I just never went to Kentucky again. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> That's so crazy. <clears throat> but no, I just didn't have, um, I don't know, it was always just another thing that happens. Yeah. Sure, my favorite bands went through the same oh, crazy yeah. stuff, and you just kind of like brush it off. Nowadays, mm -hmm. I do think about that stuff, especially when we were on tour. I wanted us to travel as comfortably as possible. And we so. did, yeah. Yeah, especially really for what bizarre. we were able to do. But back then, even with you know, help. We, we didn't know what we were doing. So it's a really good example of you can literally be in a band that has all the money in the world. And just, if you don't know what to do with that money, it doesn't matter. Exactly. You know, you could have like the biggest record label backing you. There's so many people who think that that's still super important. And in some ways it is. Still in our case, we had a small <laughs> label with more money than the bigger labels. And like, we were still almost about to die. Yeah, <laughs> it so does crazy. not change anything. So it was a really crazy situation. But um, no, no, yeah. I survived. Now I'm telling this story on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but there was like other ones, like he said, where he would text me and not answer for however long. And thank God yeah. it was a situation where you were sleeping. I didn't know you were sleeping. Something happened somewhere where it was just 
terrible service or something and I fell asleep yeah. in the van and then when we got to the hotel I either stayed in the van or went right to bed yeah there's, there's a lot of that on tour I'm kind of like that but anyway. it's not like, like I didn't know that I think I was just like worried for whatever reason but well because you, you weren't okay. hearing from me and you always I always said my phone I think my phone also may have died because this van's also the lighters the uh the Cigarette lighters, yeah. they were burnt out, so but I think that's you also couldn't even charge a phone. <laughs> I think I also knew you were traveling in like a shitty van, no matter what. Well, how about the night before we left? It was me jumping it. Yeah. It was everything. I was out at, in front of the dude's house. You were like, for, oh, he's not a mechanic, I feel like, when I, I talked yeah. to you. But, but yeah, that's pretty What did you say? Good. There was always a mechanic wanting to talk to me? I said you were always at a mechanic when I talked oh, to you. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said you were, always a, like, uh, you were always a mechanic. No, no. I said you were always at one, I feel like, because there's always something wrong. Yeah, maybe but. in another life. Maybe <laughs> in another life I was actually a mechanic and that was, he was trying to come out. My <laughs> inner mechanic and I refused. Well, that's good. Well, maybe it would have helped you. But um, nah. but yeah, so that was a scary one. I think we have another scary one too, though. The, this is the one that freaked me out the most, and it was actually when you and I decided. I like that to scary is the theme right now. That's fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> keeping it light but still also freaky. Um, <laughs> we Tom and I decided to do an acoustic tour, just him and I, in my little Kia Soul at the time, which. Mm-hmm. It was ideal for for a little acoustic tour. It was actually awesome. We loved it. We slept great. Yeah. In um, the car. Yeah, and it, we didn't even, like, get that many hotels, I don't think. We just kind mm-hmm. of, like, it was just us, so we kind of, I don't know. Did we like, put out a cool show for that tour for anyone who may or may not have, if you, if you weren't at the shows, maybe you saw some videos that we posted at the time, but it was cool. We brought electric guitar and amps and yeah. like we were using really cool like we created really cool ambiance with what we were doing because we didn't want to just do two acoustics and call it a day yeah for it to be two people was and to do it in a kia soul yeah yeah i forgot about that for a minute actually that was i fun. know but that tour was fun and i forget like where we were coming from but we had stopped at a convenience store to sleep it looked like it was like i always look stuff up like i'm kind of crazy like i have an app that shows like the area and the exits and like I look up the establishments to see, like, you know, if it's going to be, there's going to be, like, a shooting or, like, <laughs> anything crazy that happens. Just because, obviously, you do need to think about those things and you want to be safe. So, I found this you convenience did. I, store. I never thought about You never it. cared, but I did. Like, especially <laughs> I didn't if we care, were, it just didn't cross my mind. Especially if you're sleeping, like, in the car. Like, you don't, you never know. So, we found this, finally found this place. We had driven for, like, I don't know, I want to say, like, six or seven hours we had driven. Or maybe it was less, but it felt like forever. And we finally get to this place where we're like, okay, cool. This place has showers. It has a bathroom. Like, mm-hmm. we can kind of freshen up and then go to sleep. So, but why don't you tell them about when we first got there, how creepy that dude was? Because that was, like, part one of this story. Yeah, well, it was really, it was just a gas station and a convenience store. But, so we went in and found these bathrooms where we could just kind of, like, wash our face, brush our teeth, do the whole thing that you typically do when you're traveling and just sleeping literally on the road um so well literally we're in a car still (laughs) slept on the street yeah so we go into this place and the women's bathroom after hours of driving we're like of course the women's is all blocked off and he's in there like doing some maintenance caution tape but like it was all caution tape but it was definitely like so people wouldn't because there were no doors to the main entrance of it so he was just trying to make sure people didn't go in so he's cleaning it but this guy was just like you're typical straight out of a horror movie guy that you just did like, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 
Like, yeah. The just Texas creepy. Chainsaw vibe. Like, I felt like he would be a character. Had, like, two teeth in his mouth. He would yeah. go run and tell Leatherface we were in town. You know, yeah. I was like, we, that's happening. But we ended up parking, like, on the side of the building where there was no other cars. It was in the dark. We had asked if it was okay to park there, and they said we yes. Slept under a light. We, no, oh, we did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we did so that we, yeah, okay. Like, there's cameras and stuff, too, so no one messes with your car. It's a good But so, but there was tip. no other cars near us. None, yeah, and this guy was inside, he was cleaning the place up, and he we didn't talk much, but he let you in one of the ones that he was supposed to keep closed, mm-hmm. but he knew that it was an inconvenience for us, and he took care of it for you, which was really nice of him, and then we were in the car, and I remember I was watching The First Nightmare on Elm Street on Netflix, and we were sitting in the car, I think you just went right to sleep. I did, I and was dead this white pickup truck pulls right next to us really slow million other spots in the whole parking lot everywhere was open we were the only car in the entire place there wasn't even anyone coming in to get gas and so i look to my right and i see the car i saw i look through at the um the rear view mirror and i see that it's him and he's getting these big buckets of bleach out of the back of his truck goes around the back of the building and there's no entrance there was no side well maybe in the back there was but there was nowhere to where he could have come from or needed to go it was weird like easily we saw where he was coming in and out of when we first were there and he changed his whole location it was just really awkward and i looked in the rear view again when he was behind us and this is like a couple feet away he's at the building and we're on the far end of the parking lot did you say it was the guy that was from inside i did did. yeah it was the same guy and he's looking at us he's carrying his buckets of bleach and looking at our car with really wide eyes and i was like this dude's creepy and i'm just gonna stay awake just in case so i stayed awake and i was sitting there watching this movie and then that was the last we saw of him yeah but then and i hope he's okay because yeah. then what happened next was I had to wake you up because there was a fleet yeah. of cop cars. Like you know I'm like eight into cop that cars. Kind of yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, this is worth waking her yeah. up. I was like, babe, you're gonna love this. Check this out. So there was like <laughs> a we were parked right next to like the like a ramp to get onto like a main highway, and you were like we would if we were looking at it, they would have to go drive like um le- like they would go be going to the left to get onto this highway. Well, all of them like rushed down and then some of them were rushing back up and it was just like chaos it looked like in scooby-doo when they're yeah. in a haunted house and there's a long hallway and scooby and shaggy go in one door and the rest of them yes, go in another and then the villain like comes out of another it was like they were chasing it's like they were trying to find these people whoever <laughs> they were so <laughs> yeah it was insane so now i'm up and i'm like interested and of course i'm like well now i can't fucking sleep like how am i supposed to fall asleep knowing that this is like happening because we kept hearing the sirens even after they left Mm -hmm. so my fucking nancy drew ass like starts looking up like stuff in that area and again i had no idea where we were or whatever and i was watching the movie on your phone i think yeah and so you took the phone and at that point i'm going to sleep yeah i was tired at that point (laughs) and i'm like still here investigating and i find out that on the highway, right next to where we were, like exit wise, was like the exit near where we had gotten off to get onto this into this convenience store. They found two people, I think in like a black car matching our description, that had two gunshots to the head, found dead in their car, like literally matching our descriptions. And it's it was like the cops were literally finding these people because it was like they were killed and then they just booked it whoever killed them. And I read that, and I knew it because it was like live updates. I don't even know how that was possible. It's like possible. a common thing, too. In oh, a I had my police scanner on and everything. <laughs> I was like in it. 
And then, um, yeah, I remember you pulling that up and then <laughs> I checked out. I was like, all right, I just wanted you to see. This. And then I was like, I can't fucking sleep. I, can't, I was like, I'm never going to go back to sleep knowing that there's a freaking killers on the loose <laughs> to fucking 10 feet from where we are right Killer now. Whoever, well, yeah, they I mean, point blank true. It just killed these funny people. funny to say that in real life. So I, after driving all of that time, normally like we'll, I'll drive and then I'll rest. And then when we wake up in the morning, Tom will drive like we were switching. So I had driven all that way to get there. And I was just so freaked out that I was like, I can't. I drove I drove, drove us all the way through Georgia that night. Mm. I just drove us through, like, two states because I was just so freaked out. It was the worst. And I don't know even know what ended up happening with that. We never found no, we out. got out of there. But I just, it. just slept the entire time. You I did. woke you up and you're like, I've been driving for four hours. Like, four hours. <laughs> you were like, like, where are we? Where are we? You were like, Atlanta. <laughs> So funny. It felt like we like people in a movie, just like Bonnie and Clyde or something, just robbed a bank. Yeah, they like, probably thought it was us the way I drove out of there too, because I was like on a mission. Oh, it's to a get good thing you out. checked. What are the odds of that being the case? You know, and then that guy creeping us out. Yeah, that guy was just like completely unrelated, but it was just like no, it was just super too creepy. weird. It's too perfect that that was happening. It's like he took his lunch break, killed those people, and then came back. He's like, oh shit, witnesses, got to get rid of them too. Yeah. And then before you get into the last story, you're really nice to him though, so maybe he spared us. Before we get into the last story, there was this like really weird rest stop that we stopped at. Remember, you and Brian went into the bathroom and there was blood oh, all over. Not even blood. Oh, and it got weirder. This is okay. This is we a different. Didn't, we didn't plan this one. This was the honestly one of the last I think actually actual out of like tours I guess that we did. It was twenty nineteen. Yeah. Is you me Brian before we were even a three piece. So we went out. We played South Carolina, North Carolina. We were coming home. These damn South Carolina shows. It, that's where it happened. <laughs> but I, we always had the most fun in South yeah. Carolina. So anyway, we uh, we go into this rest stop, Brian and I. I waited and in I the car. I get into the I bathroom. Think. You were waiting outside, and I'm like, Brian, come here. And in the stall of the bathroom was this bloody plunger. <laughs> and we were both like, Brian, Brian was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> And I was sitting there analyzing. I was sitting there analyzing the thing. Like, wonder what could have happened. Brian's like, "Who fucking cares? We're leaving." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, right. We should go." So we. Wait, left. Brian is our drummer, by the way. He, Brian Dilla, yeah. Know. If you don't know, what are you doing with yourself? And so we, <laughs> so we left. So, so we booked it out of this rest stop, and we tried to play it cool because we're like, I don't want them to think we did anything, yeah. you know? So we were like, like we didn't hurt anybody. It literally looked like somebody killed somebody with a plunger, then it left it in there, like and then you guys happened to walk pretty in Pretty right awful after. things happened, and as we walked out, the entire staff was wide eyes, like that guy. Yeah. And looking at us from across the building, and we were just kind of like, this is weird. So we get in the van, <laughs> and I'm like, everybody get in the van right now. Like, we have to leave. This is weird. I'm never going to pee again. And so we drive out and we go where the GPS is telling us to go. Do you remember this? Yes. And cops everywhere. Not even that. We see a sign that said something about NASA. And I remember going, NASA's not here. Like I felt so confused. I'm like, I wonder what kind of facility that that means. So we're driving and not even cop cars. These were SWAT teams and people in vests and masks and everything. It looked really serious. They're all running into the woods across from where we needed to go. We had to drive in that direction and there's hundreds of cars coming. Remember from the other direction? Yeah. So we thought we could go that way, but then we got stopped. And this cop comes up and you know, she's kind of like flexing a little bit. Yeah. And she's like, I rolled down my window and she's like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going back home. She's like, where's home? 
I was like, New Jersey, New Jersey? And I was like, yeah, 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 we're a band, we're traveling, we're heading home right now. She was, God, she was really cool, but she was obviously... She looked in the whole she van. She was literally like, what like, are you doing? Yeah. And uh, she looks around over the van, remember? She's like, you need to go. She you need to leave right now yeah. and go the other way. She stopped the other cars and yeah. let us leave. We were like, what got loose? Right. What is beating people in the bathroom <laughs> with a plunger? <laughs> yeah, what's out there? So it was just so crazy. It yeah. was bizarre. So that was... That was not fun, but we also a lot of fun. terrifying stories. Yeah. Even this next one's kind of it's, a little it's, terrifying. It's all my fault. <laughs> it's really It's weird. all my fault. I'm sorry, everybody. But Yeah. That was a, that was one that we, like, Tom said, we were trying to think before this, but that one just dawned on me. And I, yeah, I forgot I all about that. that. It was the exact same night. I remember you guys got in the van and you were, like, a little freaked That was two out. stories in one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, well, Brian and I, we... Well, don't stay at convenience stores. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we, Brian and I felt... It was weird. weird. It was yeah, very uncomfortable. And I just, the rest of the night, I think I kept looking in the rearview mirror, as I do, apparently. <laughs> and um, Brian was just looked like he was just... He hadn't slept in days. Yeah, he was just like, what the <laughs> fuck? It was just so... That and, is strange. And then for nobody to have gone in there and, like, like even you guys, like, you didn't go and say, like, hey, guys, there's, like, a bloody plunger there's in there. Because you don't want to get blamed for anything. <laughs> Well, because like, that's a whole thing. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. Thing. And again, I probably would have if the people there seemed a little more welcoming. But yeah, the people were that were working there were very, they were, uh, it was, it felt like I was in a Twin Peaks episode yeah. or like Stranger Things or right. something. I was like, this is so uncomfortable. So, funny. so really, if they were, if they seemed a little bit more, less creepy, just staring at me without breaking, you know, eye contact, I probably would have been like, oh, and hey, by the way. <laughs> yeah. There's a strange thing going on in your bathroom, apparently. Yeah, that's really fucking creepy. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine experiencing that at all. Like, I'm glad you guys went in and it was the men's bathroom, and not the. I would have freaked out. It was. Yeah. I would have had a full blown panic attack. Yeah, I don't remember like freaking out. I just remember feeling, just very. Shock. Uh, You're probably just in shock. Yeah, and I was really aggravated because I really did have to pee and I wanted a coffee really bad. And I was just like, not here. And then we just booked it home. It was a eight-hour drive, just drove home. Which, yeah. that's not really... I say that and to some people that might seem crazy. But when you're traveling and touring for anyone who's done that before, eight that's hours good, straight is really not that yeah. bad. You know, it's just as long as you don't run into any bloody plungers or um, Murder strange... Scenes strange men carrying bleach <laughs> yeah. that you're assuming is for oh you. <laughs> so bizarre. It was pretty crazy, yeah. But it's funny. Yeah. Now. And, th- and now our last story. This one cracks me up because we already, like, so we were on tour. This was one of the tours, I think, that was already, like, th- this was the first show on a tour, I believe. Yeah. And it, and it was at a place called Mount Joy. Mount Joy, Pennsylvania, which ended up being the least joyful place on earth. Um, and we... And the least joyful tour ever. Yeah, least joyful tour. <laughs> Everything was awful, essentially. But we get there, and just to give you an idea of how this show was going the second we walked in, it's like all the stuff you would need to play a show was like shoved in a corner, and they had nobody to have it set up. You had to do your own sound. Everything they said that we would have, they didn't have. So mm-hmm. it was just a nightmare. So... That's just how the show was, but... Remember they had us move the tables? We had to move the tables, <laughs> and then, so the stage was so small, and yeah, I'm so surprised. Like, he asked us to help move the tables, and we're like, 
really? Yeah. <laughs> diva moment for like the first time ever. Fucking diva moment. We just drove six yeah, hours into your state. <laughs> but anyway. did nothing for the show. So literally, the only person that could fit on the stage, and I use little quotes, um, was Brian, our drummer. And they had no drug, uh, drum rug, nothing. So they had no drugs. No drugs, damn it. <laughs> um, they had no drum rugs. So we were like, well, this is like a little, a little town. You know, it looked like a, it had like little shops and everything. But it was kind of late. So we were like, well, let's see. Like maybe no, s- it wasn't late. That was the it, problem. Oh, yeah, it wasn't late. It felt like it was because it was there was nothing like was like 2 in the afternoon or 3 in the afternoon. So we started walking around to try to find a rug for his drums and we couldn't find anything. I think you should take over the story because you tell it better. <laughs> well, yeah, we get there, and that was just irritating, the fact that we had to Do basically everything. redecorate their, their their building after we were told that a lot of this stuff was just going to be situated. And so we get there, and we didn't even know where to load in or what to do because there was no room anywhere. Mm-hmm. So like we said... Because we had to move the tables first. <laughs> so, yeah, we moved the tables, and um, we go... And we realized there's no drum rug, and I asked if there was one. Like, why would you advertise at your venue? They said you they had nothing? every. Yeah, they said they like, had. Why all. would you say that? The promoter didn't show up at yeah. all. It was so. Crazy. So I was like, okay, so that's a good sign. Um, <laughs> the other um, band that was there didn't offer any help by at all either. And then, um, so we were just sort of, kind of going with the flow of this just to get the show going. We we're just like, yeah. well, we're still gonna play. You just kind of get into this mentality when you're traveling and playing music and you're just like well i'm gonna do whatever i need to do i don't care like it almost is like not without question if it if it involves avoiding bullshit you just do it yeah and that's where we were at um so we moved the tables we're doing this whole thing we try setting up the stage uh, and we're like we need to get him a drum rug we put his kick up and i remember it almost slid off the stage yeah. so we got to go find him something so we're walking through this little town and again this is only three in the afternoon on a friday yeah, like and, you would think everything would be open. It was like, I don't know, like a little downtown kind of looking area. Yeah, it got to a point that I was contemplating taking a well, like multiple welcome mats well, yeah, off we of both, people's yeah. like front doors. We were like, we'll bring just, them back. Yeah, like, we'll bring them back. <laughs> we just need to borrow them for a little bit. And um, so we're walking through. Every single place is closed. And nobody had welcome mats. <laughs> there was no welcome We were just not welcome. There was one place else that was open. It was another bar. That had way more people in yeah. it. And we were like, we're you're like, fucking we kidding me. <laughs> yeah, what place is this? <laughs> so anyway, before we discovered that the place was a ghost town, we're walking and there's this person walking towards us. And they said, from a distance, story. like I'm talking like a block and a half distance. So it was far. We were like coming from one crossway walk and we were coming from another like already had crossed. Yeah, and, and they were like, "We hear just to." <laughs> they're like, "Just, just the people I've been looking for," and we we looked around. We didn't know he was talking to us. We yeah, like, but then just kind of looking still at us. So we were kind of like, "Oh, it's us." Yeah, and it was the first time I think for our band in a scenario like that, like that we'd ever been recognized and stopped. Not on recognized, the street. but stopped on the street. For stopped sure. on the street, not at not at a show. Yeah. Not even at a mall is yeah, even yeah. expected, you know. But at a, a randomly on the street in, in Mount this, Joy, Pennsylvania, in this dead town, it looked yeah. like Derry, Maine. First thing I wanted to, to ask it. him is if he had a uh, rug. <laughs> so um, he's carrying this Manila envelope, and um, he he comes up to us and he's just like uh, he. Pulled it out of nowhere. I don't know where it came <laughs> no. from. That was the but he opens part. it up and it's a stack of photos. And we were kind of 
very quickly, I think we did a really good job at this, was, oh, he's a fan of our yeah. band. Like, maybe he's, you know, that... Okay, cool. As as strange as this was in the moment, it was just like, don't make the guy feel uncomfortable, of course, even though we were a little confused. And so we talked to him for a while. We and were, he was I think older. we talked for 20 minutes. Yeah, much older. We were talking for like 20 minutes or so. Yeah, he was probably like 60s. I'd say he was late 50s, early 60s. Late, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. And um, we opened up the envelope and it's pictures of us, photos of us from our, uh, I think we were on tour in support of Vultures. So mm -hmm. it was like our most recent photo shoots, this and that asks us to sign them so we signed the photos i was like oh that's interesting but yeah sure <clears throat> so we're signing these photos and then as we get through the photos of the two of us as a band there's just photos of kate from her <laughs> early days in music like and we're 16 talking year like old 15 kate. 16 year old girl <laughs> that made us a little uncomfortable i was like why does a 60 year old guy have these sure but again, again fan. maybe a fan yeah. of the music, you know, totally and, fine. you know, or you're, you don't want to pass judgment and be rude because you just, you never know. And, you know, whatever. So <laughs> we dealt with that and in a good way, like we were no, very nice true. and we, we were cool. I wasn't going to be like, why do you have these? Like yeah, I signed every no, one no. of them for There are yeah. people out there who would be like that, but that's no, not cool. Still... That's like never cool to make someone feel uncomfortable. It's already awkward for most people. Yeah. Like have just the guts to hi. go up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't. I know. I hate that. I don't say anything to anybody <laughs> i'm terrified of everyone um so while we were um we were walking away he was like oh, no wait then he randomly asked us to sign a giant piece of white paper yeah <laughs> that was also really and didn't weird. care how i was like do you want me to write a, i was like a how message? big do you want this he's like sign it as big as you can on this big piece of i was like okay after we just signed 70 <laughs> photos it was really we took photos on a, like a 2003 digital camera <laughs> yeah. but you know again cool whatever let's do this mm -hmm. And we were really nice. We were like, cool, man. Well, that's great. We'll see you at the show. And it's gonna hopefully it's going to be a good night. It's our first time playing here. At that point, yeah. we were thinking, well, if that was happening out on the street before the show, this might be a good night. You know, yeah. who knows who else is going to come Maybe out we tonight. underestimated this place. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we put away any, you know, negative thoughts about it. And <laughs> we're like, this might be actually a really good time. Like, let's go get this goddamn drum He said drum he was going to bring and, some friends. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He's going to bring a bunch of people, yeah. <laughs> as most people love to tell you. And so we go, and we're on a hunt for this drum rug. Never found one, right? Yeah. And no, then we were like, I guess we're just going to have to put up with it. Like, we'll put a case in front of the drum kit so it doesn't I fall off the riser. think we found, like, a brick or, or something. Like, I don't even know. It was something. Something. And then we get there, and it was so funny. I open up a closet, and a ton of drum rugs, <laughs> mic stands, cables, everything we needed fell out. And I was just, you be fucking kidding me. <laughs> so we set up. We get the sound going and everything. And our bass player for that tour, he was familiar with, with sound and all that, live sound. So he, he took care of that, I believe. And then... We got everything else ready to go, and we started playing. Uh, later on that night, we started to play our set, and that dude's there. He's got a friend there who was wearing a motorcycle helmet the entire time. He had no closed. motorcycle. It was like a closed helmet. Yeah, there was no motorcycle no outside motorcycle when we inside. left. But he had a motorcycle. It was safety first. And, um, <laughs> that was the weirdest thing. So anyway, we, we made the most of it. We had fun, even though it was pretty dead, and I... Probably. It wasn't as dead as we thought, though. There was a lot of people that came up and bought merch and, like... Which was Which was surprising, yeah. so... Because I, mean, I don't know where they came from because I didn't I see them as we were playing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I remember afterwards, I was like, Kate, go 
hang out by merch, mm-hmm. you know, do do the thing with the the CDs and shirts and all that, and I'll I'll pack up all the gear mm-hmm. and we'll get this in the van. So that way we can get the fuck as out. As soon as <laughs> merch dies down, we can head out to the next show. Like let's yeah. just leave because it was just us and one other band, and the other band was very rude. So I was like, yeah. I have no problem leaving while they play because they were they were yeah. super disrespectful. I normally don't like to do that because like I wouldn't like people to do that to us. And but in did. that moment, but yeah, they, they did, did do that. So we were like, okay, yeah, see ya. So whatever, I don't even remember their their name, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so we, um, he comes up to me later as I'm packing up. I was like, hey, how did you like the show? Oh, it's so good. I'm so glad I finally got a chance to see you guys. You know, I used to go see so, so however many artists in, um, in your no, neck wait, of the woods. Wait, wait, wait. Before that, he bought merch from me. He bought all our CDs first. Oh, yeah. Then he went up to you after. Yes, and it came up to me right and after. And then went back to me, but yeah, he went up sure, to you yeah, after. Sure, yeah, so he comes up to me after he got merch. I forgot about that. So he comes up to me. That's going to make this next part make sense. That's why Kate mentions that. <laughs> so he comes up to me as I'm packing up our stuff, just locking things in cases, this and that. It's already kind of like making sure you got everything, trying yeah. not to stress out. And so he <laughs> says, um, yeah, so, so he's telling me he goes to see a bunch of artists at a, in New Jersey at the Brighton Bar, which sadly closed, closed down yeah. due to the pandemic. And we used to do everything there. We would do all of our release like our shows, our tour hometown. kickoffs. Yeah, we called it hometown shows, even though we lived 45 minutes away. <laughs> we didn't care because we... It was we, better than anything in our hometown. Honestly. It was neutral. It was like a central place. Everybody yeah. could come see us who wanted to. And we always mm-hmm. did really well there. And they always really took care of us and let us do whatever we wanted. And they did have like legendary people play there like over oh, the Oh, yeah. Years. Well, this guy saw legendary saw people. And there. it was like Bon Jovi and Bruce and stuff like that that he was telling me about. And, you know, New Jersey guys, but big deals mm-hmm. nonetheless. And so he's like, yeah, let me find a photo of uh, me with Bon Jovi outside the venue. I, like, I'm going to, I can't wait to add you guys to my collection. And I was kind of like, I made your collection. That sounds weird. But sure. shrug it off. Didn't find it strange until what happened after. So he's scrolling through his iPhone in front of me, as you would if your photo album was just pictures of your maybe dog, your, your dog, family. your family. Yeah couple guitars or something if you're a musician you probably take a bunch of pictures of your gear or whatever selfies <laughs> yeah wholesome nice things. things nice things this was a photo album and it took him forever to find the one he was looking for by the way right. so it was like the needle in a haystack in the haystack the needle was the photo of him with i believe it was bon jovi and the hay <laughs> was about four to six hundred photos of straight up porn like raunchy porn raunchy porn like spread open buttholes like I I felt like I could give a colonoscopy after I I saw these photos I I don't think I made one I had a very good poker face I was kind of like oh dude that's so cool you got a chance to meet him but then you told me that and I was like and this man had 16 year old pictures of me that made made it so much worse yeah and then add me add you to the collection collection, I was kind of like oh that that makes me feel weird and I'm like wait a minute those are pictures of my wife at 16 so what does that Uh, mean we're just superimposed now on yeah, like a bunch faces. of new bodies. <laughs> I don't care though. For me personally, put my face though on like a really nice <laughs> looking dude. looking body. Yeah, or woman, whatever. Just choose a really like somebody like, hot, like the Rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your head on the Rock. <laughs> my head with those muscles. My tiny head. Oh my and this god, giant that's beanie. so weird. But what was funny was before that. He had our uh, our first EP, which we 
put out that the artwork was finished with like a gloss finish everything else after we did like non-gloss because we realized yeah. it was hard to sign and we didn't we think would, yeah we would sign them and they would just come right off so we'd have to literally open it up sign, the, sign CD. the cd yeah but we never you don't make a record thinking people are gonna want oh, well let's yeah. make it this way because people want us to sign it like that wasn't exactly a thought yeah. so when we realized that gloss was actually a bad idea turns out there's a solution to that. <laughs> this man had the solution. He had that solution, and it actually pissed me off because he was <laughs> right. I go, oh, dude, like, do you want me to sign the CD or maybe just sign the other ones? Because every time Kate and I sign the, our first EP, it just wipes right off, and it sucks. He goes, oh, no, not a problem, and he slams the CD on his face and is rubbing it on his forehead. It, forehead grease. And I was yeah, just, he's like forehead grease. Yeah, like I was supposed like, to like, duh, don't that. you know that? And I was kind of like, well, why? <laughs> and and you still signed it. I still signed it though, because <laughs> in my brain, I'm like, I gotta see if he's on to something. Yeah. And he fucking was. And it pissed me off so much because I was like, he was right. And then he like came up fucking to me after that. Grease. I didn't know that he had done that and I'm like touching the thing and signing it for him and then you come to find out we get in the car and Tom's like yeah did you know forehead grease like ha- helps you sign these he's like that's I was like is that why I could sign it and I said who told you that and he's like this dude oh, that's and I was right. like Jesus Christ you were Christ. so excited too you're like Tom I signed little parasites today and it didn't just like rub, off. rub right <laughs> off like it worked and I go oh yeah you know what that dude rubbed it on his forehead I was like are you effing this yeah, he told me forehead grease you're like I was touching the CD and it was, it was covered in his forehead grease <laughs> so what a weird so day so funny and as we were telling these stories Brian is like, we're getting the fuck out yeah. of here. I'm making an executive decision. Brian never, Everybody in the van. Yeah, Brian never raises his voice. He's always just like, go with the flow. And that day, he just had, he was so fed up. He's like, everybody, get in the van. We're so leaving. And he looked behind us the entire time we drove yeah. out too. Because I don't blame him. It yeah. was weird. Made us all very show. uncomfortable. And again, we were still, talk about professional. We were still so nice. I think yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, you have to be. I mean, the the oh, we don't porn, have to be, the, but you should. You don't have to be in that situation with the porn thing, but I. Just, I mean, but yeah, what are you gonna do? Make the guy feel like shit? Like, some yeah, people like are just whatever. Like that's that. your thing, and I'm not yeah. shaming anybody by any means. But it was uncomfortable to just be showing yeah. me all of that. I, I'm glad it was you. I, I, I don't know what I would do. It was weird. Oh my god. It was god. weird. But that is our big headliner yeah, of the night. Was... The rest of that tour, that set the tone for if you guys go and listen back to either, I think it was the episode where you interrogated me or the 18th and Addison episode, but we got into the 2018 oh, cloud, yeah, it was the that black, black cloud, cloud that was, that was 2018. That was the black cloud tour. Yeah. We should have called it. Seriously. But yeah, that we actually never saw that that guy again, never heard from him before oh, or him. after. Yeah. It was like, he was like this weird... Like, he just appeared. But... Thank you for the support and the forehead grease tip. Yeah. Please don't show anybody else your hundreds. And and we'll never mention names. I think that's... No, no. I mean... But um, I'm tethered or not, I don't. I wouldn't want to do that to somebody. Well, but no, because untethered doesn't mean be a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but it was a strange thing. It, it was, was weird, but it was funny. <laughs> just, I can't imagine your face seeing all that stuff. I'm like just thinking about it, but it but, probably yeah. again. I just kept a straight face and was just like, dude, just let me. I don't care about this Bon Jovi. The best was I had no no idea any of it was happening. Like I sold the merch to him, met him outside, and then I was like, okay, cool. Like he's talking to Tom. 
I don't know what he's saying, but then, you know, he came back over to get everything signed. I said, thanks for coming out. Like, you're so supportive. Thank you. And I said, thank you for, you know, bringing people because he had brought one person. It's like, you know, thank you. Every still, every little bit counts. Yeah, still. And even that guy was nice. Yeah, yeah just, super nice. I don't know why I wore a helmet the entire time, though. Yeah. It was a legitimate motorcycle helmet. Did I had not? no idea. He flipped it open to talk to me. <laughs> Like, I was like, does this guy have picture. a motorcycle he anywhere? Took, he took another picture of the guy and I for him. He was like, please take a picture of us. And he took another picture of us. <laughs> I had to flip the thing. No, up. he kept it down. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, can you see us? Like, can you, is it I good? Think. It was like he had the camera and put it to his face. But because of the helmet, it was like, <laughs> it was so funny. I was so confused. The oh entire, that whole night, that entire tour, I was just confused. I was like, who am I? Yeah. What am I doing with my life? That was some Where can I just get a burrito? I would like a burrito now. Yeah. But that was, like Tom said, that was uh, probably our favorite tour story to this day. Yeah. Um, The cool thing about having a podcast is we can talk about this again if we think of anything else cool. But keep sending your suggestions. Um, The last two... We have a few more to cover, which is exciting. You guys actually, when we put the last, I guess, uh, little poll up on our the show's Instagram. We got a lot of really cool suggestions. Um, yeah. Some of you guys want an episode about songwriting, which we kind of talk about in the earlier episodes, but maybe we could find a way to go a little more Maybe we'll just depth. kind of combine a couple topics too, just, you know, to, to bang some of them out and get a lot of them yeah. answered. But we're having fun with it, so keep sending them our way. Um, if you want to shout out or you don't want to shout out, I guess, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, like if you suggest something... Um, and you don't want to be, like Kate said, you don't want to shout out on um, on the show, if you're Instagram even, or any kind of name, just tell us. Yeah. That's fine. All right, guys. So thank you for listening. Um, the song that you heard in the beginning of the episode, as well as what you're going to hear right now, is actually a brand new Black Mansion song called Sober. It just came out on the 8th of April. Probably one of my top Black Mansion songs. I know I say that about everything when it comes out, but what definitely. What is numero uno? Mm. Numero uno is probably ghost on the ceiling. Numero dos. Enough to die. Numero tres. <laughs> really? I mean, I like them all. I was like sober. <laughs> sober is numero tres. <laughs> but, just um, testing you. Do you have anything cool to say about it? Um, just that it's the final song of part two. For those of you who have been paying attention, Spags and I, um, we released our debut album as two EPs so we split the record in half and decided to put it out as two EPs part one Precursio which was has been out for a bit now and then um, part two which we started releasing towards the end of 2021 and Sober is the final song from part two Ludicrum crazy yeah so it's done it's been a long process but it hasn't felt like a long process at all I can't believe it's 2022 in general but let alone two that's two technically full years of black mansions we still haven't played a show we still haven't really done a lot of the conventional things that bands do so it does feel amazing that we've just focused on music and gotten the reaction yeah people are listening so yeah well it's awesome and it it puts a focus on music and we take our time with it that's why sober took a minute to come out because we just wanted it to be as you know i say perfect but there is no Mm -hmm. perfect really but we're really proud of it, and um, now for those of you who love albums and listening to stuff in sequence, please feel free to make your own playlist if you like and listen to from start to finish, or just enjoy each song as singles. That's also why we broke it down into singles instead of just EPs, so 
it's there for everybody. Really thankful. Yeah. Well, listen to it. Oh,